watching live on BAM YouTube. Let me know in the comments which market you are tuning in live from today. The hot sheet covers what you need to know about the real estate industry in a 24-hour time period. And on today's hot sheet, I will discuss purchase applications and housing inventory, where we are for the last week, the home market correction, and Home Depot's Q4 earnings. Today is February 21st. It's a Tuesday. I'm Byron Lazine, and the hot sheet starts now. For those of you that were looking for the hot sheet yesterday, my apologies on Friday. I forgot to mention or remind everyone that we only do the hot sheet when the markets and bond markets are open. So yesterday with the holiday, stock market, bond markets were closed. So the hot sheet was closed. We'll continue to follow that throughout the year. So typically Monday through Friday, you can expect the hot sheet every single day as today, live at 930 Eastern time. Hit the thumbs up if you appreciate that. Uh, but when the markets are closed, we will be closed down for the hot sheet. Okay, please consider sharing this video with someone who can benefit from a 24-hour look back on house, everything housing and what's going on with our market. That's the best way to support us right now. All right, let's take a look at the uh, housing market tracker from HousingWire that went out yesterday. Logan Motoshami posted it uh, in the afternoon yesterday. And I want to take a look at as we follow every single week, what's going on with purchase applications and inventory. Purchase applications fell 6% weekly as the market digested its first round of higher rates. Looks like they're going to be up again here to start this week. We'll talk about where the 10-year is as of this morning at the end of this show. Weekly housing inventory fell once again by 6,858 units over the last week, keeping the post-2020 theme that housing inventory bottoms out a bit later than usual. The expectation right now is that we should start seeing inventory accumulate. It traditionally does in the spring. Since obviously 2020 was an abnormal year, I'll just take that one out because it, everything happened much later. But in 2021 and 2022, this trend of Inventory coming on the market happened later and later in the spring, and it's once again happening. We really need to, we were hoping for this year in 2023 to get back to a more of a, you know, pre-2020 timeframe where we're going to start to get inventory in February. We're not seeing that yet. We're still seeing inventory go down. We really need to be off to the races as it relates to inventory in March. We start to get that with these high interest rates and inventory coming on the market, you will see enough pressure on price where overall it comes down in a much more significant way for home shoppers. Any home shopper right now, you know, shopping in, in certain markets where they're really at the median or below median price point, they're not feeling it yet. And one of the reasons they aren't feeling it is there's no inventory. There's no competition. Overall demand we know is down 42% on the year. Okay. Uh, let me know in the comments if that is reflective in your market. Is overall demand down, but is inventory, the lack thereof, pacing ahead of it so much that it feels like there's still high demand? Okay. Uh, obviously, the mortgage rates have, have gone really high here, and we're going to, we may hit seven this week. That was my prediction last week. Um, 
Last week, we saw the purchase application fall 6%. It's down 42% year over year. So demand down 42% overall for mortgage buyers. Uh, basically, we, we saw a little uptick, but now we've bounced down. So we, we are not like, and this is the mortgage application chart. We're not like seeing you know, that uptick we saw in January be the story for the whole spring. We've now been you know, a few weeks in a row where we are, we're consistently down on mortgage applications. You can see the inventory. We thought we hit this one little inflection point. All these charts will be down below for you in our daily download link where you can get everything all in one link. You know, I thought this might be the inflection point right here uh, that we saw coming into the year and that we might pick up and get off to the races, start accumulating an inventory, but we dropped down once again. We really need to have this bottoming out that you've seen in uh, you know, 2021 and 2022 and start to accumulate that seasonal inventory. Uh, the weekly inventory change is uh, down from 443,000 plus to 436,000. That's for a population in America of 330 million. There's 436 available housing units. I'd argue how many of those are actually good housing units. Same week last year, we were at 249 uh, and we dropped down to 247 last year. Okay, so... Last year was the all-time low in inventory. This would be the second all-time low right now uh, where we're currently sitting for actives. Okay, if you look at this number here from NAR down below, this shows you all the total uh, houses on the market, right? So 970,000 would include the, um, you know, the, the houses that are also under contract. Last year, we... we had an all-time low of 860,000. This number comes out later today, so we'll talk about it tomorrow. The, there's a lot of thought that we're going to be below that 970, maybe not as low as 860, but we're going to get uh, somewhere in between there is, is potentially the read. One of the reasons for this is this new listings. We're not getting enough new listings onto the market. In fact, we have less new listings than at any point the last five years. 2019, we had 65,000 new listings uh, for the week compared to other years, 2020, 62,000, 2021, we had 50,000 across the country last year. In fact, when we saw this low inventory number, we had 49,159 new listings for this week. This time this year, we have 42,769. This is what I've been talking about for a long time. People that are locked into 3% interest rates, you know, the majority of the country has all this equity in their home and they're sitting on these interest rates. What's the incentive? It's hard for them to move up when the interest rate is 7%. You know, if I'm, if I'm sitting, I just did this exercise with my sister. She's a senior editor over at BAM. Give Vanessa a shout out in the comments. She's one of these home shoppers that is struggling right now because she's been shopping for a very long time and now she sees interest rates up. I said, Vanessa, the, the house that you just put a, an offer on, this is right before the show, would the mortgage payment would be higher than the mortgage payment I have on a property that I bought 2020. And this property that, that I own down here is worth three times the value of the property that she was making an offer on because of how low the interest rate is. So, so say I wanted to move up. If I, if I needed to sell this property to move up to the next price range, because my interest rate is so low, it would it'd be very difficult to move up at a 7% interest rate, which means you stay 
you, you, you kind of stay put, which creates this lower level of inventory, right? And so the home shoppers right now are paying significantly more. In fact, and, and this is this is true in a lot of markets. It wasn't true a year ago. It was not true a year ago in quarter one when we saw all these crazy bidding wars. But where this quarter one is different than last quarter one, where 2023 is different than 2022, it's cheaper to rent in almost every single market than it is to buy. Going back to the example with my sister, her rent is about $2,000, okay? If she were to get the price of the home at the winning offer, she didn't, this particular property she made an offer on, she didn't win the offer, she'd be almost $800 more on her mortgage to buy the same floor plan, essentially, same square footage, uh, single family home versus an apartment, yes, but essentially the same square footage would be 800 more in that market. It's a market in the Northeast where there's very low inventory. Okay. And this is, this is the case in almost every market. When you go long-term, absolutely. If you're going to be in the house for 10 years, there's going to be benefits to buy. I'm not saying people should be renting, but this is the decision right now that home shoppers are faced with, especially if they're living and this isn't the case for my sister, but if they're living paycheck to paycheck, like 64% of Americans, well, do I save $800 a month by renting? And, and that impacts my year, 2023, greater than not uh, you know, continuing to rent, than going out and owning. Owning would be, yeah, long-term. But if you're not having that house 10 years, then there, there's a debate you know, whether that's the right thing. So the, so the affordability issue is getting absolutely out of control. Uh, we'll drop this chart down below, this new listings chart, where you can see here uh, over the last five years, 2023 is below all four of the prior years for new listings at this time. This is this is a chart right here that I'd be using with sellers who have hesit hesitancy to be first out in the spring market. Trust me, with where interest rates are, and at the end of the spring, if we do have the seasonality pop, in inventory, we will see enough pricing pressure where prices have to come down. So if you're a seller selling at the end of the spring market, as opposed to now, I, it, you know, outside of below medium price points, I just believe you're going to sell your house for less. That's what all the tea leaves are pointing to. Let me know in the comments what you think is going to happen in your market. What Fortune believes and Lance Lambert, and you can follow him on Twitter at News Lambert, believes is going to happen is a housing correction taking a new turn. He believes it just took a new turn. He reported this in Fortune uh, just yesterday. Okay, so he believes we're passing through a home price correction. Okay, we still think there's more price correction to come on the resale side. Uh, this is according to a John Burns real estate consultant. Okay, Rick Palacios of... Uh, of John Burns. Okay. Unlike home builders, we need to cut prices in who need to cut prices in order to move unsold inventory. Existing homeowners are usually more resistant to such cuts. The resistance is why existing home prices usually bottom out and last in a housing market downturn. Okay. So we've seen builders in Q3, Q4, in some markets start to put incentives in, negotiate on price for the first time. 
right? Coming into this year, that was a common theme in many markets, okay? I know in Austin, Texas, for example, that was a common theme. But resale, right? Homeowners who have a, have own a home haven't negotiated as much. There's been some in some markets, but not as much because they can sit and wait, right? Especially if they're at a 3% interest rate. Well, if it doesn't sell for my price, if I don't get my terms, I'll just keep the house, right? Maybe, maybe I'll uh, think about doing an addition, which there's signals we'll talk about in just a minute um, that, you know, would hedge against. Maybe there's not going to be as much people doing that this year, okay? Um, but let's take a look at uh, a closer look at the ongoing correction. This chart will be available for you down below in our daily download link. We're passing through a home price correction percentage of major housing markets. So these are just major housing markets with positive or negative month over month home price growth. You can see the line here. What we're going through right now as we go into 2023. Okay. So for the first time uh, since you know, 2012, when we bottomed out from 2008 to 2012, we have a pretty significant spike in major housing markets having some type of home price decline. Okay. You know, it doesn't mean that they're down 10%, but it, it just means they're down. And it really, in a lot of these markets, there was no other place to go. You know, you had to go flat uh, or potentially even down. Right. So that, that's, uh, where we're at January 2023, 40% of the nation's 200 largest housing markets registered month over month decline in home prices for 124 consecutive months spanning the bottom of the previous housing bust in February 2012 through the top of the pandemic housing boom in June 2022. The price of U.S. existing single family homes is measured by the seasonally adjusted Case Shiller National Home Price Index posted positive month over month price growth. That streak is now over. Okay, so through the latest reading in November 2022, existing single-family home prices are down 2.5% from June 2022's all-time high. Okay, uh, in October, 76% of major housing markets saw a home price decline. November, December, 64 and 67%, so less. January, just 47%. So it, it's easing up a little bit. This chart here shows you this shift in home values since peak in 2022. Uh, you can see, it, you know, some pockets in the Northeast. Look at Connecticut. Look at little tiny itsy bitsy Connecticut. Still blue. Hasn't seen its price drops yet. Probably coming. Okay. Uh, Maine, parts of New York. Haven't seen it yet. Boston has seen it. Boston being a, a big city has seen it. Uh, Southeast Florida hasn't seen it yet. In fact, we talked a bunch, but Goldman Sachs believes Miami is going to go up again this year. But the West Coast of Florida after Ian has seen it. The West Coast of this country, this is where it's seen price drops significantly. And if we if we just think back to every housing market adjustment right now, we know that the West always has these price drops first. Okay, it happened in the last cycle. And listen, this cycle is nothing like the last cycle. We're not going through a mortgage crisis, but the West always happens first. It's it's just traditionally uh, the way it works. Seems there's some. Uh, Charlie says, it seems there uh, is some comfort, excuse me for not being able to, to read, I'm, I'm squinting here, uh, with a three-month trend in the sixes. There's a lot of activity right now. I completely agree. Things may change in the spring with inventory additions, price pressure. Yeah, Charlie, I agree with you. People have gotten out into their seasonality, you know, um, you know buyers come out this time of year. It's what happens from now till till May. You see overall 
uh, home purchase applications go up. We've seen the last few weeks they go down, right? They're, they're up a little, you know, overall for the year, but you will see more buyers this time of year. I'll be interested to see during this peak buying season, this traditional peak buying season, when we hit up over 7%, if we do hit up over 7%, I think we will this week. What happens to some of that demand right now? And if it does give a chance for inventory to build up, I agree with you overall. There are serious buyers out there. Is it down 40% from last year in terms of how much demand there is? Absolutely. Home, you know, uh, mortgage purchase applications show us that. But the demand that is out there is serious. And the inventory being so low creates, you know, creates a little bit more. Wow, there's a lot of demand where we've got to take into consideration that. Um, it's more of a, a normal level of demand, but with really low inventory, which makes it seem more extreme if I'm making any sense there. Okay. So, uh, we'll see what happens if we get closer to six, Charlie, I agree off to the races. We saw that in the beginning of the year, we get, we get to 6% mortgage rate. We had that one day, five, nine, nine. That was like the peak level of activity for 2023. We see that again, it's going to be off to the races in a big way. We're going to need some inventory. To support that, we're going to get into an affordable situation, uh, an unaffordable situation. Okay. You, you may be walking through Home Depot aisles these days and think everything's unaffordable with what the prices are. And Home Depot, uh, though, just reported revenue and they missed on revenue. Okay. They also say they have a muted outlook. I thought that was very interesting. It's the only reason I'm popping it into the hot sheet. Uh, we typically wouldn't cover Home Depot's missed earnings on Wall Street. But I do believe their outlook, uh, the company attributed the flat outlook to a tougher consumer backdrop and a pivot away from goods toward services. Okay, so Home Depot uh, believes that in 2023, they're going to be flat, which tells me they don't believe a lot of people, even all these people that are staying put in their home are necessarily going to go out and do a renovation. Some people will certainly, and you know, flat from last year is still pretty good. They had a monster year uh, last year, but they don't believe that with this increase of, of potentially people staying put lower transactions on real estate, that that's going to spur some type of, you know, huge need for people to go out and, and buy uh, goods from Home Depot to go and, and have service contractors come in uh, and work on their house. Listen, I think in every market we can agree, it's hard to find a contractor and they're going to have a very good year. Uh, Home Depot just doesn't believe this is going to be even you know, abnormal or above last year. They're saying it's going to be flat. I thought that was interesting um, you know, note from, from them. All right, let's note where we're at on this 10-year today. Before the show started, we were up significantly. And oh boy, we are, we are running here pretty significantly on the 10-year. We are now at 393. On the 10-year fixed, uh, listen, this thing hits four, which we're we're up a full uh, – look at it, it just went up again. Um, we hit four. We're going to uh, – we're, we're going to see a 7% interest rate. Okay, that's what I believe. I can't guarantee that. We may hit 7% today, by the way, uh, being up a full basis point here. So 3.936 on the 10-year. I don't know if that's the highest – it's probably definitely the highest all year, right? Um, th that's a high mark. Okay, we were we were trying to get under three point four two, 
We're a long ways away from that. We were almost we were almost there when we were at 599. Right? If we got down under 3.42, there was a feeling that we'd get to five and a half percent interest rates. All of a sudden now it looks like we're uh gonna be at seven percent interest rates. And I believe today we could hit seven. We ended the week last week at six point eight. Full basis point today tells me, yeah, we'll definitely be at six nine, could be at seven percent on the 30-year fix later today. We'll see what happens. The markets are down big. Stock market's down almost 400 points. Uh, it's all based on these higher interest rates, okay? Uh, the Fed's going to meet in a week, week and a half. They, you know, A lot of people in the, believe the FOMC, uh, they're going to jack up this federal interest rate even more than the 25 basis points that they've been doing. They're probably going to go to a... Um, you know, to a half a basis point, you know, 50 basis point hike. Uh, obviously you got some, some news with uh, the war going on. That's, that's probably also not very supportive of the economy and the, and the stock market overall. So there you go. That's how we're starting this week out here on this Tuesday on the hot sheet. It is what it is. Be armed with the data so that you can better inform. We're going to go deeper on that fortune piece uh, the, the correction in the housing market on today's real world. So that'll premiere at 2 p.m. Eastern. Nicole is back, by the way, after her one-week absence. She'll be back with me on the real world. Don't miss that 2 p.m. Eastern. Hit the thumbs up if you enjoyed this. Please consider sharing it, and I'll see you back here tomorrow live at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Till then, toodaloo.